I would never like run into the How I Met Your Mother gang. Whereas, yeah, Friends, it's like West Village, like it's like downtown. But yeah, the the How I Met Your Mother folks, they were all old people. Teddy Westside and you would never cross paths. I barely cross Sixth Avenue if I can help it. <laughs> Change Hey guys, it's Megan Collins of Style Girlfriend back with an all new 2016 episode of Undressed. This is our first podcast of the new year. And if you haven't already, please do go subscribe on iTunes, download on Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts, go and subscribe to Undressed and leave a review if you would be so kind. And shocker, I'm sick again. I swear I was healthy the whole time that we weren't talking, but That just means that I am going to get to our guest and our awesome conversation that much quicker. Today we have Adam Rank, the co-host of NFL Fantasy Live and Madden NFL Live. So if any of you guys are fantasy football followers or nuts, you will hopefully really enjoy this conversation. We touch on everything from personal style to his predictions for the Super Bowl, even a little bit about his love of hipster jerseys. So without further ado, here is Adam Rank of the NFL Network. Enjoy. So I'm super excited. Uh, today we have good friend of Style Girlfriend and co-host of NFL Fantasy Live, Adam Rank on Undressed. Adam, hi. Oh, thank you so much. I, I appreciate it. I'm honored and I'm glad that all my months of belly aching and begging has finally paid off. <laughs> it was that bribe that you finally sent through that really put us <laughs> over the edge. Um, finally, you know how, we're, we're you know how long easy. it takes to raise that much money? You know, to be fair, this is not your first appearance on, on the pages and the hallways of Style Girlfriend, as it were, you have actually been around for a bit now. We've done some red carpets for NFL Draft and for NFL Honors, but also you've we profiled you and your your great style uh, on the site, which really brings me to my first question. I'm so curious because I think NFL analysts, commentators, announcers get such a bad rap for their style. So talk to me about your personal style, how you got into style, and sort of how, what you think about when you're getting dressed in the morning. Yeah, I, I think that there's a number of us at the NFL Network who've really done a great job of taking the style uh, forward and not being like, I don't know, I don't want to call out another network, but I'll just say it rhymes with ESPN. And <laughs> a, lot of their, a lot of their analysts always, they still have like four button jackets and they're still, you know, they have the, the knots that are so, that look like a softball right under their chin. And so I, I try not to look like that. And uh, I don't know if... I'm always one of those guys who operates out of fear. I know what I don't want to do. It's not like what I want. You know, I don't, I don't really know necessarily know how I, how I want to do it. It's like, I just don't want to look like that. But uh, no, no offense to anybody out there. <laughs> Merrill Hodge, I'm sorry. Uh, no, I didn't mean to call him out. Uh, here's the thing, though. I, I used to be a, uh, a, a huskier gentleman. And it really, what it, what it did is it, it really limits your choices of what you can wear. And, every, and nothing fits. You have like just a, a, a handful of uh, shirts or whatever, anything that you can wear. So it's really it's really disheartening. And you're like, ah, oh, you know, it's, it's bad enough being, you know, large uh, personally. But it was like, oh, no, I, 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 I don't feel good in my clothes. So when I finally got through and uh, 
was able to lose a, lose a couple of pounds. Then I started to experiment more because I like wearing nice clothes, which is, it seems dumb to say, but really into that because my mom uh, is a shopaholic. She oh. loves shopping. She was a model. So she really knew style and was really forward thinking. And there's photos of her from the 50s with pink hair and stuff like that. So I've always oh. been kind of inspired. So when I was able to start uh, getting into slimmer clothes and getting like slim fit suits and stuff, I'll never forget. I was in like a Macy's the first time that I was kind of looking. I'm like, hey, you know, I asked a guy who's working there. I'm like, what do you guys think of this suit? He's like, it's a slim fit. Do you think you should be in a slim fit? <gasps> like, hey, the salesperson sure, at Macy's was body shaming you. Really did. Yeah. Whoa. It, uh, Harsh. At the main, yeah. At the main place mall in St. Anna. So I've never gone back there. I, uh, totally fair. I'm not, I'm that person. Yeah. Uh, although I love Macy's. Don't. I, listen, I shop at the one at South Coast Plaza. <laughs> and, and Richard always hooks me up. So it was uh, mall specific that, that you, they crossed your It was your mall. It really, okay. yeah, it, really, it really helped though. Because it was, and it was also too, they were like, hey, we're trying to put you on TV. Do you, do you mind losing a few pounds here or there? So you're like, okay. And, uh, and it's one of those things, like, I, I, I don't mind experimenting and putting on colors, and I don't think that uh, purples and pinks and anything like that should be, you know, uh, left for one gender. So I really just like to experiment and more and more. Uh, so I went over to Macy's, and obviously you know that I'm a, I'm a fan of Bar 3 and everything like that. And so started getting into that, and then you introduced me to the evolution of style and getting suits to Custom fit suits. me. yep. Yeah, so, like... It's been a cool thing. So it's something that it really excites me. I, I, I really, I, I love looking at ties and I love, I know a lot of guys always are like, oh, I hate wearing it. I'm like, I love it. I, I would wear it more, more than I should. It's a great and accessory. It is, you know, and it's, it, it really brings something out too. Like somebody doesn't have to know you, but if they see that you're wearing a certain tie or a certain style of tie, then they can kind of get a little glimpse of your personality. So I always like that. The disheartening thing is that NFL Network is now starting to get rid of ties. And I'm like, oh, I've got a whole closet full of them. I've got like 80. But <laughs> I find ways to sneak it in. Is that like a top-down mandate? Are they they're trying to introduce like a corporate casual vibe? Or what's, what's the reasoning there? You know, for the fantasy show, they really wanted to make sure that the show was more casual. They like having shows that don't necessarily all look the same. You know, and it's to the credit of uh, we've got a new new boss named Jordan. And to his credit, he's like, look, you know, fantasy football is fun. So you guys should loosen up and have a little bit of fun with it. Perhaps lose the, You know, perhaps lose a tie, which means lose the tie. It's like one of right. those things. It's like Tom Coughlin tie or Tom Coughlin time, I should say. It's like, yeah, the, the meeting starts at eight, but you better be there at seven fifty five. So. <laughs> get that loud and clear and i'm also uh i also host uh, madden nfl live which is a show about gaming and that one they're like absolutely go casual and so that that's where i get to break out my concert t-shirts and for for an adult male that has a child i can go a full month wearing nothing but wrestling and star wars t-shirts and yet not have one duplicate so wow. i don't know i i I think that's my parents' proudest accomplishment for me. They're like, you've really done, you've really done well there. So then on those things, you've also, you've got a chance to express yourself again a little bit differently there. But I'm trying, and I know I've, I've talked to you uh, off air uh, before, like trying, try, I know that sounds weird. Like we but talked yes, about it. Yes. I'm a super creep. Don't worry. See you guys, uh, we're friends. We're real friends. <laughs> 
I feel bad because I'll send you photos like, hey, look, we're on the plane and here's me and my buddy. We're dressed up. And I'm like, oh, I'm a dork. Like, I'm really like I've stopped my life. I'm on a plane to Vegas, and I'm like, you know what? I think Megan would like to see this. I think this shirt look needs to comedy. be captured for posterity. No, I love that. You know, because it is something where, you know, earlier you mentioned the idea of when you were um, still a little bit heavier that you didn't feel like you could dress in the way that you wanted. And I think that that's something that probably not enough men or women think about as like a end of the tunnel sort of reason for having a, a weight loss goal. I think it's so much about, you know, feeling good about yourself and getting to a place where you're happy with your body. But it is something that I think can be a motivator and it can be a driver to the idea of, and when I am this weight or when I am, you know, this body type that I'm aspiring to, I can wear clothes that make me feel good all throughout the day. And not just when I'm like home admiring my new felt, you know, (laughs) figure in in the mirror. It's true. It's not like, um, it's, you just feel different, you know, even when you're just sitting at your desk or if you're commuting or doing whatever it's when you're, when you're dressed well, like you can't help, but feel well. I mean, no matter what's going on, you still are like, you know what? I don't know. Maybe this is me. Maybe I'm narcissistic or something, but like sometimes you'll be sitting here like, you know what? I I nailed it today. I'll be wearing some maroon pants with, like I'm, I'm bummed that I didn't capture my outfit for no jeans January earlier this week. So I'm like, oh, I nailed this one. But then I got home and the photo didn't work. See, I don't have, I know some people always seem to have a, a photographer following them, which <laughs> must, it, it must be a great benefit. I, I don't get such things. And if I do, and if I ask somebody to take a photo, I immediately feel like a goof. And then I'm like, okay, I'm just kidding. Oh, don't get me wrong. I absolutely feel like a goof when I ask Brittany or, you know, someone I'm going to breakfast with, whoever it is, when I ask them to take a picture. But at the same time, you just, like you said, sometimes everything is just working and you just have to, you have to get that down so that your grandkids know that, hey, grandma and grandpa (laughs) was pretty cool. Like back in the day, like you, you scroll through that Instagram and you're like, no, no, check out these leather leggings I had on. (laughs) You need them to know. And I think that, you know, to your point, it's not, it's not silly. I mean, we talk about this a lot, how you feel it really, you know, it carries you through your entire day. So if you don't like what you're wearing, it might not be something that you're even cognizant of, but you're not going to feel great. Whereas if you literally, you know, check yourself out in the mirror before you walk out in the morning and you're like, I look awesome, then you're going to have a better day. So I don't, don't think it's silly. I don't think it's ridiculous to kind of give yourself those reminders of, Hey, this is, this is how I feel when I do put effort into my look. For sure. And isn't there, like, honestly, isn't it like the worst when you're slightly underdressed for something? Because that's the only thing I will think about. It happened to me recently and it was someplace where I didn't wear a tie and I'm like, and I got there and everybody, you know, and it was like, oh my God, why did I not wear a tie? And it's, I, I, I can't even, this is the thing. I can't even remember the event. I can't even remember what it was. All I can remember is that I wasn't wearing a tie and I was mortified. And I know it sounds stupid, but you're <laughs> no, like, No, again, oh. that's not stupid at all because then you're self-conscious the whole night. Absolutely. You know what I'm curious about? You know, you mentioned that you can wear a Star Wars t-shirt on air. Is it ever hard for you to kind of hit that balance of casual, but it's a pulled together casual look? I don't do that very well. That's the <laughs> one, it's like, like the one last nut to crack for me is that I just, I, I always look at it and I'm like, no, nope, I look I, and I'll watch the shows back and I'll be like, oh, I look like an idiot. I'm like, should I put a blazer on over it? And sometimes the blazer T-shirt thing is OK. It's it's all, the, the thing, though, to me is like blazer T-shirt is not the worst. Like to me, the worst 
and this is the thing. I don't know. I, Megan, I don't mean to come onto your show and completely <laughs> rant, sound like a maniac. But I, I got to tell you one thing. If, if you and I can somehow get, in, get into a place of power, I think we need to outline <laughs> the men's thing of like wearing the dress shirt untucked with jeans, oh. which is it might be the downfall of our society. I think when scholars look back and they're They'll like, pinpoint hey, did, that exact moment, how did that the going fall? out shirt and the what black dresses with jeans? Yes, I agree. Oh. I, I, I honestly, I would rather wear a T-shirt. It's when I think Rome started actually, to burn. I'm, I'm 100 <laughs> percent with you. It's the worst. I think. There's paintings of that. There's a statue. <laughs> There's caves somewhere with yeah, men wearing wearing Age going out shirts with the, the reverse cuffs that are a different pattern. Yeah. It's true. Oh uh, awful. And but, I own some of those too. That's Oh no. I don't know. I'll just say, <laughs> but listen, I'm telling you again, I was heavier and my options were limited. So they're all like triple X or double X at least. So it's like okay, so this they is stay the perfect the time to give them away because you'll never go back oh. to that weight again, right? Absolutely. Yes. You don't want that. That's the one thing too, is I, I made sure, and it's been like three or four years now. So I feel confident, but it's like, yeah, I'm now I'm getting close to like getting rid of all of those coats. Cause I, you know, you, you have a little bit of a safety. Like I have these two sports coats that like, maybe, you know, like just in case, you know, something happened. I had a child or I had a child. My wife had a child. Uh, you never know. I, I could go full on dad bod. So you never, you never know. You want to be ready. And then, uh, now you I try want to be walk, ready for dad bod. You never know. Like be prepared like, for the apocalypse, but if it was for dad well, bod. Got it. No, what if what if somebody breaks into my house? We'll make a handbook. To eat pizza <laughs> every day for every meal for six months, then you never know. I, I want to be prepared. I don't want to have to go out and shop again. But uh anything's but possible. Yeah, anything is possible. Yeah, I'm getting rid of all that stuff. So but that is the down. I don't even remember what the question was. And I think I just, <laughs> I doubt this whole thing. I'm very, it's very one-sided, Megan. I'm sorry. I No, please. I love this. You're supposed to be doing more of the talking. I, I on Style Girlfriend, I mean, it's, it's just me blathering on Style Girlfriend day in, day out. So I, I welcome blather That's so charming. That's why people like it. They don't like me. They're like, oh, God. They're I mean, like, well, you know what? Guy. It's so interesting because, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're sort of, circuitous path to NFL network was through stand-up comedy, which you still do, right? Oh, I still do. I went out Saturday night and crushed it. No, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I did do pretty well. I, uh, no. I'm sorry. That sounds here. I was, I was with this guy, this, uh, this comic, this road comic shows. And I, uh, if you, through the last, you know, five to 10 minutes, you've probably come accustomed to my rambling t- way of speaking that it's just, I'm not a polished person. And that's the way I am on air. And that's the way I am uh, doing stand-up. So polished road comics and I typically don't get along that well. Ah. And there was one. And I, listen, I don't care. I just want to sit there. I just want to have a nice show. And I just want to enjoy people. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm typically pretty quiet. And I'm just kind of a little reserved. But, oh, this, this polished road comic came up and was just like, oh, I'm going to crush this. And this crowd is great. And Oh, I was, I'm going to be so good. And he was going on and on. And I'm like, I really don't hope for this, but you're like, I kind of hope this guy bombs, but he, <laughs> but he was actually, but he's, he's polished road comic. So of course he was good. And you're like, then it makes you kind of mad. You're like, Oh, Sorry. he's just like, not like he's that guy who, and I love to debate. I'll debate, you know, pretty much anything, but he was back in the, in the green room going on. And he's like, Oh, the new star Wars was terrible. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Ooh, and I, normally words. that's the Oh, oh, I'll be throwing down. I'll flip a table 
and I'll come after somebody. But I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, I, I see your point. And I just sat there, just went back to my notes. Um, oh. What do you wear on stage? Because, I mean, you're obviously not wearing a suit, right? Unless you're pulling like an Aziz or something being like kind of like dapper. But I feel like that's not what you would get up on stage in. So tell me. It's hard to really strike that balance because uh, I had I, wanted to wear suits back in the day and be kind of, I know like my friend Fraser Smith goes out there, still rocks a suit and everything like that. But I remember one person telling me that, that when you wear a suit, you, you almost have too much of an authoritative vibe. And a lot of people, you know, work for a living and they have bosses who wear suits. So when you show up in a suit, a lot of people might be a little bit defensive, like, oh, does this guy think he's better than me? Does this guy do that? And it's, yeah, so it's a weird psychological game that you have to play because you really have to get the audience on your side. And for somebody like me, who, and my comedy is a little bit more, it's not what you would expect. Uh, You're like, hey, it's it's the idiot from NFL Fantasy Live and the Madden show. And then you're like, oh, he's got really like, this was almost, this was almost offensive. Like, Ooh. so I've really got to, I've really got to, and not, not in a bad way, but it's just not quite Anthony Jeselnik or Tosh, but you know, somewhere like swimming out towards those waters. Okay. And uh, I think that's really I, interesting. Uh, Something that I love about stand-up comedy is, and you kind of spoke to this duality before about, oh, I crushed it. Oh, but no, I don't, I don't say that kind of thing. I think comics can have this, you have to have such a sense of confidence to be able to get up on stage and demand a group of people's attention for however long. But at the same time, I think there's a lot of like insecurity that plays into people's jokes and sort of their persona. And obviously that's where a lot of the comedy comes from. But what do you think it is that like separates comics from people who probably wouldn't be able to find the courage to do something like that. Like what, what helped you when you were first getting started to think about when you were kind of deciding whether or not to, you know, go to that open mic or not? Well, it's true because there is a, it's like a wall. It's like, you have to get over this wall and, and, and you get to the other side and you, you just know that there is going to be some place where comedy actually feels safe for you. Mm-hmm. And I would equate it to flying. And, you know, there was times, uh, 20 years ago where I was apprehensive about flying, but you finally just have to do it enough to where you're like, okay, I know what everything that's, that's going to happen. That's normal. Uh, Now it's one of those things. Like I don't even sweat it. I don't even think twice about it. I mean, I used to be the guy who would have the printout of the fear of flying.com and like (laughs) reading through my everything. But now it's like, ah, you know, I'm happy. I'm making jokes and I'm having a good time and everything like that. You just get a place where it becomes comfortable for you. And that's what it was for me. I remember the first couple of times I was doing stand-up and I was doing a course, which uh, this guy had a little comedy club down the street from me and he was doing a course. And, hey, you know what? He would put you up for three minutes after a couple of weeks and you would go and you would try to get more and more. And I remember the first couple of times some shows were canceled and being relieved, like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm actually relieved. Yeah. Um, it just there becomes a breaking point to where you're like, look, like I've I've loved comedy since I was a kid. This is something I've always wanted to do, something I've always wanted to try. I'm never going to be confident and be on the other side of it until I get there. Like you cannot get over the wall until you get over the wall. And it's like, OK, so I'm going to have to just go through it. And I know a lot of people and a couple of my buddies were doing it and they used to go and slam drinks. And I'm like, you know what? I don't want to start that habit right. where I have to have going on and and like i've got to get into this like i just got to do it and and not be afraid to fail and realize that when things don't go well they just don't go well and 
you know, and again, making jokes about like, I, I mean, cause I, I, I really did crush it on Saturday. Now, <laughs> but, I, but like, I'm, I'm not afraid to talk about when I, when I bomb and I'm not afraid and I'm not right. afraid. I, and not, I'm not afraid of having jokes die. Like I, on Saturday, even then, even on a show where I consider where it went well, uh, there were times where it just, you would say something and it was just dead and the audience is just Oof. looking at you. You're like, all right, enough of that. Like I was on a road where I don't even know what I was talking about, but I was just going down and all of a sudden everybody's like laughing, laughing. They're like, nope, sir, you have gone way too far. And you're like, okay, well, thank you. Thank you for pulling me in. And you call it out. And I remember one time I had a setup and I had a thought in my head that I thought was so brilliant. And right during the middle of it, I just said, you know what? Forget it. I'm like, I don't even know where I'm going with this. Let's move on. Which <laughs> that got the hugest laugh because I think that at that point when you're obviously vulnerable up there, but when you're willing to be like, look, I don't know what's going on. I'm I made a mis- I made a wrong turn. I'm hitting the eject button. Right. I will stop and ask for directions. Um, and you move on. So, but getting to that point just takes time. And it I think uh, there's a lot of people who I know who are really good who just couldn't get over that and. So it's, it's just one of those things that if, if you want it bad enough, I think, I mean, you know, I mean, for yeah, you I think to that's be true able, for a lot of things in life, right? It's right. in the doing. I mean, even you launching, uh, your mobile empire, like there was a time where you had to be a little bit like, it's scary. Like I'm you, still that way. Every time we try something new, I'm like, oh, this is just going to be horrible for a while. Like the podcast or like video. I mean, anything that's new, even things that we've been doing, you know, I still have days of like, oh, I hope this gets better. <laughs> If you don't, then you're probably not pushing yourself hard enough. So, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, so I think, and, and you know, and the risks are just as great, you know, especially when you're putting yourself out online with, um, I mean, I, I, I would almost fear that it, it, it's going to be worse for someone with you who's, like, style and things like that, like comedy, are very subjective, and people have different opinions. It seems like everybody has an opinion, whether they're willing to go out there and put themselves out there, but they, everybody has an opinion on it. And unfortunately, through social media, everybody has that ability to comment on everything, too. So it's like it's tough. So, I mean, I think that, you know, I think what what a lot of people are doing takes a lot of guts and confidence. And so it's really not that much different from uh, from what you've got going on. And that's why we should all just hold hands and sing Kumbaya and leave the YouTube comments to to fester. (laughs) Um, Oh, it's. It's, it's bad. Though, it's so because, bad. Like, you, I mean, people will let. That's why a lot of people let things stop them because they are afraid of what the judgment they're going to get out there is. But yeah, I mean, you wouldn't be able to go on and talk about who to put on your fantasy team if you were going to let people, you know, who call you an idiot, stop you. And there's a lot of them. And there's a lot of them. Exactly. Yeah, um, it's- are you excited for the Super Bowl? I'm going to see you in a few weeks. I know it is going to be exciting. I'm uh, I'm thrilled to be going out again. It's really uh, I've always tried to take that that point that that frame of mind of like never taking it for granted, right. and uh, and I always feel like every year I'm like ah oh, they're not going to ask me to go like I and I legitimately feel that way because I'm like what do I I mean whatever <laughs> like, I'm not I'm not that I'm not Akbar. see if I'm Akbar, like Akbar uh, our co-host on uh, NFL Fantasy Live he's one of the co-host of American Ninja Warrior. And now he, uh, he does the red carpet stuff. Yeah, my like, co-host for the red carpet, most importantly. <laughs> His biggest role. Important. <laughs> it really is. But he's got nothing to be like, he can't, he's not brave. I've told him this before. I go, you're not brave. Like, you have everything going. You're super tall. You're handsome. You're 
in somewhat okay shape. Like, <laughs> whatever. Like, you you can't be brave. Like, I'm brave. Like, look at me. Like, for me to even walk out of the house is a sense of bravery. Like, I, I don't know. So I never... <laughs> So I never try to take anything for granted. And I, I, um, so I love going to the Super Bowl. I do remember there was this, uh, this veteran journalist I used to work with, with the NFL insider magazine years ago. And, uh, his name's Vic Carucci. He works in, he's out of Buffalo and uh, he was doing stuff for us. And he's, uh, again, he's a veteran guy. And, and when you're in the sports writing industry, it's so bizarre about how bitter these sports writers are like, everybody's just so angry. Like you're at the Super Bowl. Why are you guys complaining about stuff? And it's never, it's never been something that I've been able to connect with because people just moan and complain. I'm like, dude, there's a machine right here. Giving out all the free diet Pepsi you want. This is the greatest day of my life. Like, so like I, I really do it. And I met this, I met Vic and this was uh, Super Bowl 37 in San Diego. Nice. And uh, he's a guy who'd been covering a number of Super Bowls or whatever. And he was so enthusiastic. Like everything was like, he was one guy. I was like, yeah, like this is the guy. Like he was like me when you were a little kid, you grew up, you love, I, I love comedy. I love Star Wars and I love sports. And to be able to get a job doing that was a dream come true. And so I'm not going to sit here and be mad about it. And I found the one guy in this room of 200 people who is not upset about being here, who is actually looking forward to everything. I'm going to hang out with him. So it's very refreshing. And it's sad that that should even be refreshing that people should like what they do or appreciate the cool things that they have, but it is all too rare. I find that with, um, you know, in, in fashion too, you know, you find so many more people that are involved in fashion week specifically just bitching about fashion week. And you're like, then don't go, (laughs) just stay home. It's so bad. Like don't go to the Super Bowl if you're just going to complain about it. (laughs) Who do you think is going to be playing? By the time this airs, but the playoffs will be over. It will be over. I don't want to. Okay, so I don't want to say because then people will be like, "Oh my god, he was so wrong." Oh my god, like, that's literally he... what you do for a living, Adam. <laughs> Just tell us who you think. I believe those Patriots are going to be in it, on, in it again. I don't know. It, this to me, it feels like the person who's on Big Brother in Week One being like, "I don't want to be eliminated in Week One," and then they get voted <laughs> out of the house. This has that kind of vibe to it because I'm like. I really don't want to give any announcement. No, because uh, you can go back and check anything. I've been wrong plenty. I drafted Amir Abdullah in most of my fantasy leagues and probably okay. all of them. So I'm not very good at what I do. But somehow I get paid for it, so it's cool. Uh, You're a professional. I do believe this. Yeah, I'm a professional. Uh, I do believe those Patriots. I still like them. I, I still think that they've got uh, enough pieces on defense, even though they've had some injuries. Uh, to come up and make the big plays when they need to. They're not the flashiest defense, but when they are called upon to make the big play, they always seem to come out and make a big play. And, of course, I'm a huge fan of Tom Brady. I have been for a long time. I think that he's going to go out. I think that even though it's been downplayed over the last couple of weeks, I still think that the the sting of Spygate, or not Spygate, but uh, the flake. <laughs> yep. I can't get up all the scandals together. Uh, I still can't. I, I still think that weighs on them, and they they want to go out and prove a point. They want to get to the Super Bowl. They want to once again prove, like, look, like you guys can keep hating on us all you want, but we're going to keep winning. And even though I'm not a big fan of of Boston sports teams, you know, growing up in the Los Angeles area, sure, with, sure, I still have to admire that organization and everything they're able to do. Five consecutive AFC title games is very impressive. So I look for them to go in, and I think Carolina is going to be very. Uh, tough to beat, I think, with Cam Newton. What he's done has been remarkable, and I know that 
I know, and I know you're from Wisconsin, but I have to point out that like everybody loves to make excuses for Aaron Rodgers. They're like, oh my gosh, all his receivers are gone, and they I'm like, look, Cam Newton has made stars out of Jericho Cotri and Ted Ginn Jr., guys who are on the waiver wire, and now he's gone out and he's got them within a game of the Super Bowl, and I think that they will get to that Super Bowl because the offense is complete. I think the defense is really good. Uh, I think their biggest their biggest worry is getting out to a lead that's too big because they haven't they've they've shown an ability to give up those leads even though they continue to hang on, but they got to keep that pedal down and really start putting teams away. They need to develop that little bit of a killer instinct, but I hope that game against Seattle proved a point to them. So I think that even though Arizona is probably the second best team in the NFL right now, that Carolina is going to beat them in advance to play the Patriots. All right, you guys heard it here first. Pats versus the Panthers in the Super Bowl. If that's not what happens, feel free to but take that to Adam Rank directly on Twitter at Adam Rank. Uh, <laughs> don't hold it against me. Um, no, I respect that. I, I like that you made your picks. We'll, we'll see. We'll see when I see you in San Francisco, whether you're right or not. And if not, I just follow what Aaron says. <laughs> that works. He's cool, by the way. There's another journalist I finally met last year. Aaron Nagler, another unjust guest. He's the best. Also another Wisconsinite. Wisconsinite. He's very cool. He's another guy who you're like, oh, I like this guy. Like he's he's enthusiastic and everything. So happy to be there. Yes. I mean to to leave him off the list of cool. (laughs) Because it's a small list. Like it's very, not a lot of people. (laughs) Right. I'll tell you what, because like we've, you were at the Sheridan last year. Like that whole scene with like that's just a bunch of grumpy old dudes just like you're mad like why is everybody so angry like, where, this do is you great. Put, where do you put Damashek on that spectrum because he is a grumpy old man but he is happy to be there that's the thing yeah he's normally <laughs> but actually becomes happy at the Super Bowl no actually that's true Dave is uh Dave is uh, he's of a similar ilk you know like somebody again who's worked very hard to get where he's gotten and we'll go and be like, we're at the Super Bowl. People, shake yourself. So, yes, yeah. he's also one of those guys who, who appreciates the moment and is really uh, enjoying everything and affording, uh, enjoying all those opportunities. Because, they're, listen, they're not coming around forever. They're not coming for everybody. So We don't get it. better looking. Yeah. Before we get to quick hits, I do want to ask you uh, about hipster jerseys. Will that be in effect in San Francisco? I would hope so. I will do it personally. I'll go. Uh, I've, I've, you know, because I've become a little bit more brazen. Uh, I do take. I'll, I'll probably do it on Instagram. Okay. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be a piece that we're going to film because uh, there's a lot of people doing a lot of different things, and I have more commitments with uh, the Mad NFL Live Show this year, so I might not be afforded the opportunity to go chase people down. But I love hanging out at the Super Bowl. So when I see somebody in a cool jersey, I'm just going to go accost them and be like, "Hey, take a selfie with me," and they're going to be like, "All right, creep." <laughs> I think that's just this is your ploy to get more Instagram followers. You started your Instagram way too late, and now I feel like people don't even think well, it's the real Adam Rank. No, I got my own Twitter handle as my name, but my Instagram account isn't. And it's not from a kid named Adam Rank, it's somebody else. And I'm like, <laughs> man, <laughs> we'll get you up there. We'll, we'll, we'll keep pushing. For sure. So that takes us to SG approved or not this dude, Adam Rank oh, approved, or if it's not for you, if it's not this dude. Ready? Starting with Ready. eight team fantasy leagues. Not not for me, but I don't I don't want to knock anybody who does it because I know like my profession is fantasy, so it's 
not hard for me to find people, but I think if you have eight people who are good friends and they want to have their own fantasy league, then who cares? Like it, the whole goal of fantasy is to have fun. And if it's you and seven buddies, I say go do it. But me personally, I don't. Oh, you know what? I'm going to say approved. I, I, I'm going to allow it. Wow, rank approved. Okay. I feel like the purists are going to be up in arms about that, but. Well, you know what? They can, like, again, they can go hang out at the Super Bowl bar and be bitter with all the other old journalists and everything. <laughs> again, people, people find just reasons to get upset. And, and believe me, I'll, I'll sit down and make a list. There are a bunch <laughs> of things that agree to me. Uh, moving on, the athleisure trend. So jogger pants, it? like gray crew neck sweatshirts, ah, basically ah. wearing things that you would wear to the gym, but, you know, to brunch. I'm going to say for this guy, I don't, I can't do it. I know that there's that, I, I know the jogger pants with the elastic at the bottom. Oh, I yep. just feel so, un- I'm more uncomfortable in that than I am. Like whatever comfort you get from wearing nice pants or comfortable <laughs> pants like that. It's negated by me feeling like, is everybody staring at me? Do they think I'm wearing pajamas? Do they think, like, I will go out, not necessarily is put on jeans. Is everyone looking at my ankles? <laughs> right? Like, I don't know if my ankle game's good enough. So I'll go put on some chinos and, uh, and I'll just feel more comfortable. Or I'm in California. I wear shorts all the time. So yeah. I, I don't feel that those jogging pants are uh, worthwhile. But no, you know what? Step it up a little bit, people. I don't. I don't need to see your. I don't need to see your workout clothes at the. Uh, when I'm trying to sit here and enjoy my five ninety nine champagne brunch, <laughs> the least you can do put on something presentable. <laughs> and that takes us to throwback uniforms. Well approved. Love throwback uniforms. I don't like the the notion of people be smirching new uniforms because I know like the Jacksonville Jaguars get a lot of heat and the yeah. color rush uniforms of the NFL get a lot of heat from people who are more traditionalist. It's like, you know what? The kids like it. So I say go and allow them to do it. But the throwbacks are something that everybody should be able to enjoy. And it's a, it's a nice homage. It probably brings back feelings of like when you were a little kid. And even though the uniforms, when you see them too much, they kind of lose their specialness because right. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have these old school orange uniform, like the creamsicle uniforms where if I see that once a year, awesome. If I had to see that for 16 games a year, that would be hideous. So <laughs> I do like it. I think it can be appropriately used. It's like, it's like relatives. It's like, I don't want to see them every week, but <laughs> once a year, perfect. Yeah. That's what reunions are for. Uh, <laughs> animal tails as accessories, a la the aforementioned Cam Newton. Did you uh, see him at the press I, conference wearing a foxtail? Yeah, that's that's not my thing. There's some of, there's some privileges of being at the top of the food chain that should not be one of them. Like I I don't know if you were being no that that's not me. I can't do it. I like I like critters too much. <laughs> then let's talk sports style. How do you feel about face paint at the stadium? I would never do it. So not this uh, dude for face paint at the stadium. Not this dude. I know I'm, I, I know. I'm trying to be too nice, which is really not me. That's, That's not really you at all. Me. I know. Who is this Adam? No. <laughs> uh, face paint? No. You know what? Here's what egregious me more than face paint. I, it's the people that when you go to a baseball game, they wear a jersey and the ball cap. It's like, what is stopping you from just going the extra yard and wearing the pants? Like, you're almost there. <laughs> You've got two thirds of the uniform going. Like, go the whole way. Go full <laughs> uniform. It's to me. It shows that it's our slacker society because I, back in the day they would go in full uniforms. So it's like I, I I can't. That's the one that always sticks out to me. And it's like too much. And I I don't like people who are too fanny anyways. Like I'll 
if I'm going to a, if I got a, uh, if I'm going to an Angels game, and you can probably see from my Instagram account, like I'll have an Angels hat on, but then I'll be like rocking a Edge and Christian T-shirt from uh, the old, you know, greatest tag team of all time in the WWE, or uh, or whatever it is, or I'll wear a jersey As and if I'll you wear a cane. Point that out. Did I? I? I think I did. Did or did I not? I'm sorry. <laughs> No, I, 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 uh, I feel you on that. I think that means I know the answer to my next question, which is okay. wearing jerseys outside of the stadium. So, like, casual Friday, a guy shows up in his Brady jersey to his, you know, job as an accountant. How do you feel about that? Only baseball jerseys work for that. I think that, that baseball jerseys can be kind of a fun fashion type of statement, but... Nah, leave that leave that to the ballpark, especially football jerseys and especially basketball tank tops. Like basketball mm. tank top not look good on a man unless you're about six eight and uh, you have some sort of workout regimen going on. <laughs> but otherwise, uh, you might want to leave the tank top like put it in a nice frame and hang it on your wall or whatever. It's the one thing the NBA's missed out on. And if you put the T-shirt on underneath it and you do that, I'm like, eh, some guys can pull it off. But for the most part. You're not making it happen. How about winter coats in California? <laughs> I don't even own one, so not this guy. I, I will put on three hoodies. I've got like different, different levels. Plus, I still have some of my fat jackets, so I can still throw on a hoodie and then put on another jacket. But I don't think I have any. If you, I know a lot of coats get graded, and uh, I was in Chicago one time, and I was looking for a jacket during the draft, and I'm like, oh, this is for, you know, 50 degrees to 20 degrees and this is for zero degrees you're like whoa i'm like i didn't know this existed this is, this is amazing so uh, i don't have any of that stuff so no not, not this guy uh guys and uggs nope no even Never. tom brady no. can't pull it off you know there are some uggs that can uh, be fashionable and aren't the traditional pamela anderson from baywatch uggs <laughs> but for the most part it's- the okay. furry boots are out for guys. They, they shouldn't even make them in guy sizes. And I knew one guy in college who used to wear them and tuck his jeans into them. Oh. Like, Final question. Engaging trolls on Twitter. This guy. Yeah? I, get, I think with anything that you have a certain, certain level where how much you'll put up with. And it really depends on my mood because there's some days where I'm like, can't deal. But most of the time. If somebody's taking the time to come out and engage me, even if they're being disrespectful, I will take the opportunity to either A, make them look stupid, sure. or B, just try to, because sometimes you can win these people over. And I know it's not always a great idea to try to do this, but sometimes, like, I don't care. Like, you're like, well, how did, how did you even get a job? I'm like, well, I applied. I did an internship. I went to college. Like, I will be very literal and explain to them how I got a job, <laughs> how I got the job, or anything like that. And, um, but you know what? I know me, and I know that uh, I know if fifteen-year-old uh, Adam had the access to uh, social media that today's youth do, that I would probably be a little trollish as a as a youngster. Which is um, why I'm so remember- glad that fifteen-year-old Adam and fifteen-year-old Megan did not have access to social media. Because yeah, I think we might have been dicks. So. Oh yeah, like totally, and I. Because I know I, I would write letters to the editor, and I'm sure they probably went no. And looking back you now, did. like where, le- where letters to the editor go, like they probably nobody ever saw them; they just uh, got tossed. But I was that guy who thought that I was like I, I need to let everybody know that this, this <laughs> my opinions this, this must be heard. <sighs> not correct. I love so it. I, uh, 
if you want to afford people that opportunity, but then when it gets too much, and sometimes I feel like you, I, but if Peyton Manning ends up uh, beating the Patriots, that I might have to be off social media for a week because those the Manning fanboys are already starting to dive bomb my accounts. And <laughs> they're they're making their their initial runs. Just throw your phone in the Pacific. Oh, oh my gosh. I'm like, this is this could be not good for Adam if this <laughs> happens. And I'm not and I I'm I'm so into I'm so like tied into the Patriots now. I'm like, I might as well be a fan. I might as well go buy a hat. Actually, I do have an Adam Vinatieri jersey. Ooh. The truth comes out. Well, here's the thing, is um I don't know how much of this I can tell, but let's just say after <laughs> the the St. Louis New England Super Bowl way back in 2001, I might have gotten an unforeseen windfall thanks directly to Adam Vinatieri. Okay. And so with some of that disposable income I somehow came into possession of, mm. I might have purchased a jersey uh, <laughs> just out of, uh, to commemorate possible. them. Possible. All right. Uh, I'll allow it. Uh, <laughs> we always ask just- our guests, uh, the same question before we wrap things up, and that is, what was your first million bucks moment? And you remember the first time that happened to you? Uh, yes, I did. I purchased a suit from the Evolution of Style, who uh, we were talking about earlier. Yeah, my good friend and John. We'll put a link up Jonathan, in the show notes. He's gotten a lot of love out of this episode, so he deserves a little man, of course. The first suit that he gave me was, uh, or the first one I had gotten from him was amazing. But I went out to a wedding this past summer and put one on. Like, it was the best suit I've ever had. It's a gray one. Um, and I, I know I've had moments before, but it was one of the first times that I it put it on with a white shirt with no tie. And you know me, I don't mm. like yep. Bill Sands tie. But put one on and I'm like, for the first time, I know it seems weird to say that, that recently was but like the first time in my life is like oh my gosh i look like michael weston from burn notice and i'm like well not well maybe <laughs> maybe from the neck down but like i'm like this is this is it we finally captured it and everything and and that, that's the cool thing and i would encourage anybody who is a uh maybe a little bit heavier than they would like uh if you get a suit fitted for you you'd be surprised at, at the difference that it makes and uh i know a couple of the guys who are in this wedding we all got our suits through uh evolution of style and some of the guys were like well this the suit feels weird like it's kind of like <laughs> i can't clingy. yeah i can't like, play football in it why, why is it so tight yeah i think it's keep buying things off the rack that fit you like pajamas that this is going to take a little bit of time to get used to but if you give it a chance you will like it but and we will and end on a, that note adam you're such a oh my gosh i'm gonna have to have you back you're just preaching to the choir i love it Adam Rank, thank you so much for being on Undressed, uh, and I will see you in San Francisco. Sounds great. Thank you so much for for having me on. And I just want to say before we go, too, uh, I'm proud of you and all the things that you've been accomplishing. And I know that when uh, we first started working together a couple of years ago at the draft, um, you were very ambitious and you had all these great goals, and it's great to see them coming to fruition and all the great things that are coming to you. So I just want to let you know that, you know, somebody out here is proud of you and has admired everything that you've been doing. So keep it up. You're doing great. For anyone listening, I'm definitely not bright red and fighting tears right now, in case you were wondering. Thank you, Adam. That's so nice to say. (laughs) 
And that's an episode. Thank you so much to Adam Rank of NFL Fantasy Live and Madden NFL Live for being on. He's a great guy. And if you guys don't follow him on Twitter, you should go do that now. He's Adam Rank. But don't hold him accountable for any of his fantasy picks because he while a professional, is not a clairvoyant. So thank you again for listening. If you haven't already, please do subscribe to Undressed and leave a review if it is a nice one, like great job or love her voice even when she has a cold. Those really help us get in front of more new, exciting viewers and listeners and readers. So please go ahead and do that now if you haven't already. Thank you guys so much for that. And we will be back soon. A little quick note, Brittany... Editor Brittany is going to be taking on some new responsibilities of the podcast. She's going to be recording really cool new mini-sodes that are going to be going up every other week, so be on the lookout for those. The name shall be revealed, but rest assured, it is awesome. Uh, So get excited for that. It just means more undressed in your ears coming away soon, so we're excited about that. So tell your friends. All right. Thanks, guys, so much for listening. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.